Recording has started and it's 104. Good afternoon and welcome to the meeting of the Executive Committee of the San Francisco Art Commission in May 2020. I ask the Commission Secretary of the President Collins, Vice President Shioda is absent, Commissioner Beltran, Commissioner Schneer, and Commissioner Shelby is absent, but we do have a quorum. And also for the record, um, Director of Cultural Affairs, Ralph Remington, Deputy Director of Programs, Joanne Lee, Director of Civic Art and Public Art, Mary Chu, Senior Racial Equity and Engagement Analyst, Sandra Pinopio, Program Associate, Craig Corpora, and Senior Registrar, Allison Cummings, are all present. This format will allow everyone to participate in person and remotely through the WebEx platform. While this technology grants us better accessibility for individuals joining the meeting remotely, please be mindful that tech-related difficulties may occur which could contribute to gaps in delays as staff transitions the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing our best when we ask the patients. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and to adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there is an opportunity for general public comment where members may comment on any item pertaining to this body. Respectfully, we ask for you to keep your public comment on time. Each public comment is limited to three minutes. Please understand that the committee does not contribute dialogue towards the public comments. Each comment will be documented in the public records. During each public comment opportunity, I will first request comment public attending meeting in person and then from the public attending the meeting remotely. For these jointly, oh, for those joining remotely, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise for the public and staff joining remotely. When it is your time to speak, you must unmute yourselves and speak directly into the microphone. Before expressing your comments, please introduce yourself. Applicable to this meeting for I will now turn this over to our commission secretary on this entry for public comment instruction. For members of the public joining in person who wish to make public comment on agenda items, once you are called on, you will be asked to voice your comment at the podium. You will see blank public comment cards located at the table. You are recommended but not required to fill out this card, which will be included in the minutes. If the podium is not handicap accessible, please let us know. We will provide you with a microphone at your seating location. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click the WebEx link, you'll be prompted to enter the following information. First, last name and email. These fields are required. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email fields. 
Please ensure that you are in a quiet location that all devices around you are muted so there's no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will request public comment for members of the public using the WebEx link. Click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will place you in the public comment queue. When it's your time to speak, you'll be unmuted by the moderator. And when it, your time is up, you'll be muted. For members of the public calling by phone that wish to make public comment, when the public comment period opens, press star three to be added to the speaker line. When your microphone has been unmuted, you'll hear us to ask you to state your name and your comment. You're in, you are encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. I'll start your three minutes when you begin speaking using a visual timer and you'll, you will receive a 30 second audible warning. When, I, when your time is up, I'll say call your time is up. Then you'll be placed on mute and moved out of the speaker line. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure no other commenters seek to speak on that item. Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items can remain on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen during each public comment period. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-info-sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or if it's not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. And President Collins, please proceed with the meeting when you're ready. Genesis for Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland, Ramatu Shaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their tradition, the Ramatu Shaloni have never ceded nor lost nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of the place, as well as for all people who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American I'd now like to call on agenda item two, which is general public comment. This allows for members of the public to comment generally on matters within the committee's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items. And now asking for any public comment. Is there any public comment on item number two? General public. We have no members of the public in person or online, so we have no public comment at this time. Thank you, President Collins. Um, good afternoon, commissioners. I um, hope you had a wonderful June, celebrating Juneteenth and Pride this month. Uh, and for this month's uh, executive committee meeting, I have the following high level updates uh, I'd like to share. On uh, June 15th and 22nd, I, along with uh, our direct Deputy Director of Finance and Administration, Raleigh Katapang, presented our uh, FY23, 24, and FY24, 25 budget 
to the Board of Supervisors, Budget and Appropriations Committee. We received no major questions from the committee and agreed to the major to the mayor's budget office uh, BLA budget adjustment recommendations. On June 20th, I was thrilled to join Mayor London Breed to help announce that the Arts Commission was one of nine municipalities from across the nation to receive part of a $25 million Mellon Foundation grant. The, the Arts Foundation received a grant totaling $3 million that will help fund and support our Monuments and Memorials Initiative, Pulse Check, Accountability and Activation of Future SF Monuments over the next three years. This work stems from and will help continue our Monument and Memorials Advisory Committee's work and allow us to implement some of the recommendations and next steps as outlined in the MAC final report, which was released to the public earlier this month. You'll hear more about this project later on in today's agenda, uh, but I'd like to give a major shout out and a big thank you to Sandra Panopio for all of her work with the Mellon Foundation grant. And also to Mary Chu, Allison Cummings, and Komate for their work in support of MAC. So uh, thank, thank you all. And of course, uh, Deputy Director Joanne Lee, who oversaw the whole effort. So thank you, Joanne. And, um, and of course, we had other support with uh, Alyssa Ventry and Paris Coates and a lot of people along the way. So <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, so uh, June 21st uh, was International Make Music Day. Uh, in celebration of this festive day, we were able to highlight a few of our grantees and fellow commissioners for their musical talents. Uh, SFAC staff also joined in on the festivities and made a um, music video compilation, which you may view on our social uh, media uh, channels. Thanks to Edward for putting that together. Uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. And finally, later today, uh, June 28th from 4 to 9 p.m., I'll be joining Jonathan Moscone, uh, Executive Director of California Arts Council, and Maria Jensen, Creative and Executive Director of Soma Arts Cultural Center as keynote speakers at the 2023 State of the Arts Summit, hosted by Arts for Better Bay Area at the Strand Theater, where we will focus on and discuss how we will continue to support and rebuild the arts community. Some program updates uh, some for community investments. The CI team is preparing to announce that $6.7 million in grants that have been awarded to 149 arts nonprofits and individual artists for grants beginning fiscal year 2023. Congratulations to the entire CI team for all their hard work. This investment in San Francisco's arts ecosystem supports 84 San Francisco based individual artists and 65 local arts nonprofits, all of whom affirm the arts commission's commitment to racial and cultural equity and enables artists to be at the forefront of the city's resilience and recovery effort. Also, I would like to thank, um, I would like to share a reminder that the arts impact endowment evaluation and community engagement RFP deadline is this Friday, uh, June 30th. Some galleries info, uh, just a reminder that next Saturday, July 8th is the final day to review Invincible Black Soul, the Art of Bearing Witness at the SFAC Main Gallery. Uh, we're excited to announce that coming next uh, to the Main Gallery is Mayaman Kaye of uh, the Monumental Art of Juana Alicia, a solo exhibition curated by Marco Antonio Flores, 
uh, celebrating the work of iconic muralist and multidisciplinary artist Juana Alicia Aracia. Um, the exhibition will open on July 28th and will be on view through September 23rd. Additional details about this exhibition are coming soon. Uh, the gallery's team has also recently announced that four artists have been selected as our 2023 artists in residence at the San Francisco uh, Public Library. Uh, these San Francisco-based artists, Celeste Chan, a writer and filmmaker, uh, Christopher Birch, uh, visual art, and Preeti Rama Prasad, uh, a dancer, and Tasi Long, a uh, vocalist and sound artist, will spend eight weeks in, or sorry, or sorry 10 weeks in residence um, conducting research and embedding into the fabric of day-to-day -day activities at the public library. Uh, some public art notes. I'd like to note that the 2024 Art on Market Street poster series RFQ deadline has been extended. Uh, applications are now due by July 28, 2023. Uh, so we have some HR updates. Um, we have some staffing changes coming up. Uh, I'd like to uh, to start out by uh, recognizing and thanking Jawe Karamang, uh, our temporary uh, community investments program associate, whose uh, last day with the Arts Commission will be on Thursday, uh, June 29th. Jawe joined us in February 2022 and has assisted the CI team with art vendor support, two rounds of grant panels, contracts, and public meetings. We thank him for his dedication and willingness to help support the CI team. We wish Jawi all the best in his future endeavors. Uh, Rob Katapang, our Deputy Director of Finance and Administration's final day in office is this Friday, June 30th. Uh, so we'd also like to thank Raleigh for all of his service as he moves on uh, to bigger things at the MTA. So, uh, so thanks to Raleigh and, and we have the next, um, we have that position posted and it's up now. So we're currently taking applications. Uh, next, I'd like to share that Ann Tricky has been promoted and is our new senior program manager with the community investments team. So congratulations to Ann. Uh, also, I'm happy to share that Commission Secretary Alyssa Ventry will step into a new role as Chief of Staff for the agency. Congratulations to them both. So with these staffing changes, we're continually, uh, we're continuing to hire and fill our vacant positions. Um, and current job opportunities that have been posted include 1844 Public Arts Senior Project Manager position, which is accepting application through June 30th and uh, 0951 Deputy Director of Finance and Administration position, which is Raleigh's position, which is accepting applications until July 7th. Uh, we'll also have some additional job postings soon, including the 14, uh, for the 1452 uh, Commission Secretary position that Alyssa will be vacating. Uh, so we'll be um, post posting that up uh, soon. Um, and, and I'd also like to share that Ellen Schumer, our city hall docent, uh, program manager is seeking voluntary docents who can help lead tours of city hall. Uh, those interested in applying for this volunteer opportunity may contact Ellen directly for details. Uh, details are available on our website. This seems like it'd be fun to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Volunteer docent with Ellen Schumer <laughs> over city hall. Uh, and with that, that this concludes my uh, June 2023 Executive Committee Director's Report. I look forward to sharing additional details about these updates at our next 
full commission meeting. Thank you, and I'm happy to take any questions anyone may have. Is there any commission discussion on Texas reports? Seeing none, is there any public comment on Um, we still have no members of the public, so we have no public comment on this item. Now I'm going to call on item number four, the 2023 Art on Market Street Poster Series Discussion and Possible Action. I'm introducing Program Associate Ray Kapoor. Good afternoon, Commissioners and Ralph. Um, so I'll be presenting the third installment of the 2023 Art on Market Street poster series. Um, for just a little background, uh, the Art on Market Street poster series was created by Jill Manton in 1992 and has commissioned, that's 31 years, um, and has commissioned new work by artists on an annual basis ever since. Each year, the program commissions four artists to create a new body of work that responds to a theme related to San Francisco. Each poster series is on view for approximately three months and consists of at least six unique images that are installed in bus shelters along Market Street between Stewart Street and the Embarcadero, um, Stewart Street at the Embarcadero and 7th Street. 2023's theme is a continuation from 2022, which was utilizing the comics medium to create graphic narratives centered around San Francisco. Um, Triple Dream Comics is composed of Lauren Davis, Mel Hilario, and Katie Longua. Their series titled, Who is San Francisco? focuses on individuals and communities who fought, it, fought against displacement in the city. Uh, for their work, they conducted oral history interviews as they wanted these stories to be told um, in the voices of the people engaged in the struggle. Their concept and draft images were approved by the Visual Arts Committee at the September 21st, 2022 meeting. So oh, it's kind of really hard to see, but <laughs> so um, I'll just run through the posters. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit more. Um, so um, posters theme include, how did we get here? Which is a brief history of displacement in San Francisco, starting with the Ohlone and ending with um, the closing of the stud in 2022. And they, they're, uh, as you can see, their style is kind of very colorful and cartoony. And so they kind of imagine this like a Candyland um, game board. Um, and let's see here. What is it? What is a neighborhood? Uh, Daniel B. Londra reflects on the history and effects of urban renewal in the Fillmore district. In What is a Home, Jeanette Lazam discusses the history of the International Hotel and the displacement of the Filipino community. What is a Park features the godfather of roller skating, David Miles Jr., and his advocacy for roller skating in Golden Gate Park. What is Work? Cinnamon, Ginger, and Vix talk about the lusty lady and the workers who unionized and then transformed it into a worker-owned cooperative to fight against their landlord. In What is a Bar, uh, Marky Beshke, co-owner of the stud, relays the importance of queer bars as they are slowly disappearing in the city. And in finally, in What Could SFB, Ideas from Housing Advocate, Daryl Owens on how to, to make SF a more livable city for all. 
and yeah, seeking approval on the on the uh, seven final images, and happy to answer any questions you may have. Do we have any commissioner questions? Uh, yeah, this is Commissioner Beltran. It's not a question, but just um, wow, <laughs> what an amazing series! And what I particularly love is that um, when when um, people are waiting for the bus. Many times they're there for sometimes 10, 15, 20 minutes. And one of the great things about this series is that it's engaging for a long amount of time. It's not just a single shot image, but it's actually both aesthetically really compelling. Plus, it's, you know, they're history lessons. Yeah. And I so love that local history lessons that probably many of us couldn't even dig up if we wanted to try to. So, um, so. Yeah, kudos to to you and your team, and and also to Triple Dream Comics for doing this. I I know that we've talked about it before, but if there's a way that somehow we could preserve the Art of Market poster series in some sort of publication, I mean, I think that would be so amazing. And I also am thrilled to see that we're continuing with the sort of the graphic um, novel comic uh, yeah. theme. Yeah. Marvel comics. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I go along with everything that Commissioner Beltran said. Um, I think it's just extraordinary work. Um, and I also was fascinated with some of the things I learned in there, too. And I love that idea of, you know, you're waiting for the bus and you're reading and learning about different things about the city and what's going on. So, uh, again, congratulations. So well done. Thank you. Yeah. You know, my comment is that I have a positive series is because it inspires him to see animation creative expression and then to fire those questions. What was this? And where, where am I? And how am I grounded in the city? So I think that it really has huge span to it. Are you able to capture any of this talking about anecdotally or statistically? How would you provide some sort of outcome statement? Wow, yeah, it's it's kind of really difficult to measure too, unless you know we are out there on the street observing people. But, uh, Is there a QR I was I was actually um commission um uh President Collins, I was actually just about to ask that I don't think it would be all that difficult to just put a QR code of sort of not to ruin the aesthetic look, but um a subtle QR code that had like a three question survey on it um and we can that that says it's like you know what do you, what do you think about this series and then you know how old are you and what are you local or or are you visiting i mean something literally that would take you one minute to fill out um yeah and then capture you know capture the audience and the demographics so, I mean, you know, bearing with this Of our time. Such an optimistic. Thank you so much. Well done. I just, I just wrote a few emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other questions? Uh, Is there any public comment? Would you like to ask for a motion first? Oh, yes, I would like to have a motion. <laughs> It's on the screen if you'd like to take yeah, a look. The discussion to approve the seven final designs of the Triple Dream Comics for the 2023 Art on Market Street kiosk 
So moved, Beltran. Second, Schneer. So we still have no members of the public online. And we have no members of the public in person, so we have no public comment on this item. Aye. Aye. The opposition. Motion carries. Yes, sir. You're welcome. I'm now going to call agenda item number five. The end June. Commissioners and Sandra Kenobi were seeing information equity in the division annex and Mary Chu, art collection and public art director, asking for your presentation. Good afternoon, commissioners. How are you? Hope you are well. Um, I am, you were introduced everybody. I'm here alongside Mary Chu. Um, to present information about the Mellon Foundation funded grant we call Pulse Check, Accountability and Activation for of Future SF Monuments. Um, a little bit of a background, we've been tight-lipped about this for quite some time. <laughs> it actually started um, when before the Monuments and Memorials Advisory Committee even was fully established um, with the support of Rochelle Axel, who was already working with Mellon, uh, the foundation, who was interested in what we were going to do in San Francisco. So a lot of people don't actually know that, that it's a long-term um, process that we've been going through because ever since they established um, this presidential initiative. So um, there have been, even after and during the MAC, there were conversations between Mary and Allison with Mellon. And then finally, um, at the end of last year, I started writing the grant. So we wanted to just share that so y'all can see the breadth of it. It didn't come out of nowhere. We are very fortunate that Mellon was really watching our progress throughout this time. So, um, as you know, you approved this MAC report a couple months ago, and the key recommendations provided here is really what we used um, to integrate into the development of this grant. So here you can see that the key recommendations were to conduct a comprehensive equity audit of all the monuments and memorials in our civic art collection to engage and build awareness, to actively work with communities, to acknowledge the pain imposed by monuments and memorials, and to rectify the power imbalance through processes that may contextualize or remove objects and create really sustainable engagement plans to continue this evaluation. So project summary. So again, this is a more of a high level. Um, just this is what we share with everyone. This is the project summary submitted to Mellon and is in all of our material about it. So it is, I'll just read it if that's okay, um, is a community centered and equity focused project aimed at rectifying San Francisco's long history of maintaining public commemorative works that are exclusionary and cause negative impacts on communities. This project will engage communities that have historically been excluded from discussions regarding the evaluation of works of art and the process of commissioning new works. It will conscientiously facilitate the creation of contemporary dynamic and healing art in the San Francisco landscape. So a team of multidisciplinary artists, leaders, and local facilitators will conduct broad-reaching community conversations that will guide two project components. 
One is this racial equity audit of publicly accessible commemorative works of art in our civic art collection, and two, a vigorous community engagement and multidisciplinary opportunities for artist activations and public spaces. It, it's, <laughs> it's there. This is everything that um, the community and the advisory committee had really talked about um, in a series of meetings throughout the time last year. So what are, what are we talking about? We're talking about a three-year project, and this is a very, very general guideline, uh, gen timeline of what we are going to be doing. So the money, I believe, comes in July 1st, <laughs> but with city processes and contracting, um, hiring may take a little bit. So um, we acknowledge that. So the project launching will take a little bit of time. We will go over a little bit of um, what pro what staffing may look like, and then hopefully before the year ends, um, we should be starting a equity audit. So um, again, as noted for the second year, we'll the equity audit will happen along with community engagement meetings, and then we will hopefully release um, requests for qualifications for potential art activations, art activations in community. And all this whole time, we will be engaging the community in the processes. And year three should be the fun year of um, the implementation of these activations of hopefully citywide celebrations around it, and then reporting and completion of the project. Um, yes. And then Mary will talk a little bit about activations. So commissioners, you're probably well aware and familiar with this process because this is the, um, uh, in, in summary, the process that we use to commission many of our um, permanent public art projects. And so we would release an RFQ, um, requesting um, qualifications of artists to create these art projects or these temporary art activations. We would convene an artist review panel and we anticipate that many of the folks that we have been coordinating with um, through that prior phase will be sitting on this artist review panel for the assessment of the artists. Um, the proposal will be developed in tandem with the community. We will have a final artist review panel. Um, then we'll have um, we'll bring the proposals to the visual arts committee and the full commission for the concept approval and then have the implementation of the activation during that third year. So this is the, the important part, the money. <laughs> so it is a three-year budget with $3 million. Um, sounds large, but as many of you are familiar with, with all the things that have to, come, have to do with it, um, I wanted to provide more information about where that money will be spent. Also, as many of you who have ever written grants um, know, every cent of this is already allocated to items. So here are the significant figures. So we will have a available, a full-time um, FTE program manager here with us at the Arts Commission to manage the entire project. We'll have 25 artists invite advisors. Um, so this is over the three years where we will pay, be able to pay them $20,000 each. Uh, there are two consultants that we need, someone to do the equity audit, and, and also this could also be groups, well, we anticipate groups, and a community engagement consultant. And so these are potential contracts that will take care of everything um, in terms of the equity audit, as well as the community meetings um, over the, the three years. 
And what's really important to us is to be able, what's really important to us is to be able to pay people. So the, particularly the artist advisors and as well as community engagement facilitators. And this is really came out of some of the MAC recommendations of when we go into community, what do we know about them? There are already community connectors, people in the community who are familiar, who are culturally competent, who speak the language, and we would like to make sure that uh, they are paid for that work as well. Uh, and of course, professional services, um, language access, design, printing, editing. So specifically for the activations, it's a million dollars for about five temporary activations. And we'll have be open for questions after this. So uh, this we will probably share all of this as well as at the full commission. But what are we asking for from commissioners? Uh, we wanted to share the information, the basic information with you all. But these are three top things that we would like to ask for is identification of potential staff and consultant candidates, as well as artists advisors um, who could help with the process. It would be lovely to have uh, commissioners attend community sessions so the communities also see like your activity and for them to meet you. Of course, if they don't, though they already know you probably, and community engagement suggestions and outreach, which uh, I shared in previous meetings about how we're going to do this in the future. And I believe that's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great reports. Thank you very, very much. Um, I'd just like to leave by saying, I'd like to leave by saying thank you. The enormity of the work that has gone into this. You know, over these now many years, and this, as I think you led by saying, this didn't just start yesterday. Um, you know, the framework that that uh, you talked about, Ms. Chu, that that already exists, so that we have a way of of sorting through this. You know, the linking of this to a lot of the underlying values that are expressed in in your portfolio of work. So. Uh, and it was also, I, I have to say, that there was a moment of pride uh, when the announcement had the Pioneer uh, Monument element there with our community. That that was emblematic of something really very important. And so, uh, you know, from then and what we went through in the community and what the communities have been enduring over these many, many years, you know, to where we are. Um, and that that could be framed in the in the context of San Francisco uh, reflected, I think, a body of work that, as you said, didn't just start yesterday. Are there any other um, comments from the commission? Yeah, I, I agree, um, President Collins. Thank you. Um, and I, I have to look up her name, but there is actually a professor at Berkeley who I met who uh, is an expert, um, and I was su surprised she didn't know about our Monuments Committee, because she's from the Bay Area, but in terms of how critical it is to have people recognize the power of the narrative being uh, essentially established by certain voices and who controls that narrative. And I think there's um, either, I don't want to call it a misunderstanding, but I think People uh, who have criticized um, across the country uh, the takedown of certain monuments saying that you are erasing history fail to recognize that 
the definition of that history is and can be a biased narrative. <laughs> and, it, and that it's just because someone <laughs> decided that this is an important cultural figure and made a monument to it doesn't mean it's the truth. Um, and so I think to make the effect of what the Mellon Grant allows us to do most effective and powerful is to really uh, be able to somehow disseminate that critical fact that we are essentially not necessarily reversing the narrative, but completing the narrative. Yeah, um, yeah I go along with everything that President Collins and Commissioner Beltran said. Um, particularly the last part, which is just so important to give the complete history, not just a biased look from one viewpoint. Um, I did have some practical questions. So the ARPs will be the same as it's been through visual arts. Mary, that's what you were saying. The artist review panels. We are, we are going to use the same type of model. We might tweak it um, depending on what the outcome of that equity audit report and the findings are, but our, my intention right now is that they would function in the same way as we do with the, the panels that we have for our permanent works. Okay. And the composition might be different. Okay. And that's you that the composition will evolve. Exactly. As you go through yeah. the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, and that is going to be happening at the same time as the, the, the other staffing and evaluation, the, the phase one, the year one. You're going to be going through the process with that at the same time. So we're intending to complete the equity audit report portion first. Okay. Um, and that's going to illuminate kind of more about the existing monuments and memorials and then more specifically, like, what is missing? What are the stories that are missing from what those monuments and memorials are conveying in the city? And then from that, that's going to help us inform what kind of activations are we looking for? What are we focusing on? And then we can create this RFQ to be able to address those stories for what is missing. So it's kind of a, right. it is an iterative process, but then we have this through line of the artist advisors and the community facilitators to be able to guide us through the whole process because it's all related and informed by one another. Sure. Another. No, I, I got that. I just yeah. wanted to make sure I was understanding how the process was moving along. Yeah. Also, um, I think it might be really helpful. You you say, you know, artist uh, representatives, but um, also I think it, you should look at architects as well as artists because they are very aware of the impact um, of site and the impact of uh, content within the site. And so I think as you're looking at the the, the formulation of these uh, groups that you consider that as well. Thanks for that comment. Sure. I, first of all, I'm you know, really, we're really humbled and honored uh, by this award. Uh, just want to again, um, you know, hold up and lift up the staff that that supported this work, that did this work uh, to, to push the um, the grant forward, and the fact that um, you know the relationships that we built at Mellon uh, over the years, um, and the relationships I have at Mellon, uh, the relationships that. Uh, the number of us have built over the years. I think all of that comes into play with the awarding or awarding of this grant. Um, I think that as we look at um, how we proceed with our work going forward, it's an interesting intersection of what we're doing because we have 
the the MAC uh, process that happened. We have this uh, monument, this this Mellon grant. We have the strategic plan that's getting ready to start at the same time as the CSAP will start next year to inform the work that we do in uh, community investments. So um, so it's you know so we have a lot of uh, intersections of a lot of our practices and policies and programs all at one time over the next two, three years. So it's really an interesting time because all of these things can uh, have dialogue with each other. Uh, and uh, so that's the best part. Uh, but again, thank you to everybody that uh, that worked on this and thank you commissioners for your support. Um, and before we turn it over, I would also like to register the leadership our director of culture has not waited to talk about the goal of bringing this forward, the cooperation of the cooperation also present with the Human Rights Commission as well as Recreation and Park. And so it really does show um, when, you know, leading from this type of cultural strength um, and, and the breadth of relationships, um, this is a phenomenal opportunity. Right, and and I think that um, I'm, I'm not even sure that we can yet imagine the enormity of what can happen with this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's 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 more than huge. It's inspirational. It's already inspiring questions to me from other cultural organizations asking to be in the conversation. So I think that you know it's not that we're limited by our own resources. But the synergistic resources that can come across all, it's not just visual arts either, is it, Commissioner Schneier? So it's a very broad ability to explain through creativity, you know, how it is that we want to uh, take this path forward. So I want to thank the director also. Uh, thank, thank, thank you, President Collins. I, I, in, in the effects you mentioned, it's not just visual art, that's a, a big part of it too, in, in that. Um, we're, we're eager to explore uh, how performing arts uh, can be a part of the activations around um, what happens uh, with these monuments and this conversation, this dialogue. And, um, and, and as I have said many times here since I started that um, we've concentrated over 90 years on visual art and centering visual art at the Arts Commission to, to the detriment of our support for performing arts. And we have to figure out, um, and I'm wrapping my brain with uh, around this with other staff, you know, how to figure out how to lean more uh, focus into forming arts and balance that out a little bit. And so this would help us uh, go in that direction, uh, uh, go ways towards that direction. So thank you. Is there any further comment from the commissioners? Please. Um, thank you, President Collins. While you were um, discussing this, I actually was trying to do some research, and I did find there's um, Professor Amy Lone Tree, who's a professor of history, history at Santa Cruz, actually wrote an article and has written books for 20 years about the um, decolonization of monuments. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she's directly on point, and she actually wrote an article for, at University of California Press, Public Historian, which is a, a academic journal, which cites the Arts Commission um, removal of the statue in 2019, which is fantastic. So you know, here we have already a supporter who knows of our efforts. And what I will do is I will collect the names of these academics and, and connect them with you, um, both yeah. Mary and, and Sandra, so you can consult with them. Because I think their advice, and particularly 
how do you um, how are you gonna, how are we going to be able to disseminate and convey that you know sort of counter narrative um, as to why this is so critical to be doing? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to think, yes. Uh, thank you, uh, President Collins. Yeah, along the same idea that uh, uh, Commissioner Beltram just mentioned, I think it makes sense to. I mean, I know you you already did ask, but uh, to really impress upon the commissioners with all the networks and that we all have to bring to you names of people that we think might be appropriate to help in this process because they're, I mean, I, in my mind, I'm already thinking of a bunch. I'm thinking, oh, let me talk to so-and-so and find out what they have to say kind of thing. So encouraging that I think is really essential to help out with this. Thank you. Seeing no further commissioner comments, may I ask for any public comment? We still have no members of the public joining and we have no members of the public remotely. So we have no, we have, <laughs> we have no public comment on this item. Thank you. So I'm now closing public comment and with great appreciation and great thanks, please. I'm calling for any um, new business in item number six. Is there any new business or any announcements um, that any commissioners would like to make? Commissioner Beltran? You can tell <laughs> brain, brain power there in terms of exchanging my intentions. Oh, I just wanted to send a reminder that this afternoon tonight is the um, Rebuilding our communities state of the art summit 2023 that's going to take place um, at the American conservatory strand theater. Yep. Uh, you had, I hope many people were able to register and attend. He's a speaker. <laughs> so I know he's going to be there. <laughs> um, and just, uh, if you wanted to look it up, you can um, look at the website for the, uh, for us, for the arts commission. We have it on our website. I'm not sure. What was the question? Will it be live streamed? I know. I was actually trying to find that out. Because Mama, do you know if it's going to be live streamed? No. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you go to the Strand website, you can kind of learn a little bit more about it. And I hope it will be live streamed. Um, anyhow, just that reminder. Okay. Uh, yes, um, there was, uh, there's a um, public-private partnership in St. Louis uh, uh, called uh, Counterpublic that they've introduced, um, we saw some of it um, when I was there in May, and there's more uh, being brought out all the time on it. But it's an interesting issue about, um, uh, it's, all it's all public art, and it goes along this main corridor from north to south in, in the city, showing different uh, different projects covering different parts about the his history, the political things that have happened, historic, and uh, and how the artists visualize it. And it's it's pretty compelling. And it was actually on the news hour last night on the canvas part of it. And I have it here. I don't know if I can cast or I did send the link to both Ralph and I, I'm sorry to uh, uh, Director. Remington and I know I'm trying to direct Remington and, and President Collins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ralph and Chuck, I'm sorry. You know, that's what I'm used to. But you, you know, I'm trying to be proper here. All right. Anyway, 
um, that I would love to, whether we show it here or we show it at the full commission, but I think it would be really a wonderful thing. It, what they've done there is really unusual and different, and I think it would be good food for thought for us. So um, I don't know if I can, I mean, if I could cast it, I would cast it, but I don't think I can. I did send the link. I can send the link to you too if you want to do it here, or we can just do that for the full commission, whatever you'd like. Um, I think that it's in the best interest to get the information out as fast and as broadly as possible. So this, this because that's the appropriate way is to be able to do it through the agency secretary, right? Mm -hmm. So that it would be um, available generally to the public too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, all right, I will. Alyssa, then I will send it to you as well. Sure. And then we will get it out that way. Um, but I would love to, I, if we could, I would love to show it at, a, at our full commission meeting. I think it'd be worthwhile. It's like a five minute segment. It's your, your call. Uh, we can we can agendize it um, at our full commission meeting. Uh, probably wouldn't put it under um, announcements um, and new business. Uh, so because I don't want to open the door for announcements to be 20 minute presentations. And so uh, not that this is going to be 20 minutes, but um, but so we probably would just want to put a agendized by five minutes in the, in the agenda. Yeah. Good. And I would like to add something. It's really apropos for your comments today. Uh, live streaming on Hulu is something called Anthem. Anthem is a project with oh, yeah. um, um, my son-in-law with Ryan Coogler with uh, the young composer, Chris Bowers. And the idea of Anthem was to reimagine what our national anthem would be today if we were all singing from the same song. And so they toured America, all of America, during the pandemic, in all these different pockets, and really tried to find. And so we'll, it's live streaming today on Hulu. Um, it's called Anthem. And so it's, uh, it's a passion project. And my son-in-law, Chris Jenkins, is the co-producer of it. And I sent that to to agency secretary of entry and to director Remington. Are there any other um, uh, new business or announcements? Seeing none, is there any public comment on our new business and announcements? We still have no members of the public in person or remotely, so we have no public comment for this item. Wait a minute. So public comment is now closed. Yes. And I can say that this meeting adjourns at 154 mm -hmm. within the hour meeting adjourned. Yeah.